scored seven runs in the first three innings. Um, got a good pitching outing from James Sellis. Uh, six and a third, one hit, no runs, two walks, eight Ks. So, nice outing for him. All right, uh, we got the NIT championship tonight. Uh, Xavier and A&M. Two teams that kind of came into this tournament on opposite end of the spectrum. I think um, Xavier had lost eight of their last 11 games, uh, whereas uh, Texas A&M was red hot, you know, made the finals of the SEC. So, um, but you know, what does that really matter? You know, I thought Tennessee was just rolling going into the NCAA tournament and then just laid the big egg against Minnesota. Couldn't shoot. You know, I know a lot, I know a lot of people get on Rick Barnes, but I don't know. He doesn't have a magic um, formula uh, that says, okay, we're going to shoot two out of 20 from three-point range tonight, or we're going to hit 10. I mean, you know, ultimately it does come down to the players. They got good looks in that game. They just couldn't throw it in the ocean. And the times this season that the balls did struggle, it was scoring droughts. But uh, anyway, all right, the final four set um, Saturday. Got uh, Kansas and Villanova, a one and a two. Kansas is a four-point favorite. Really like the way they're playing. Can't discount Villanova, though. They're just steady. Jay Wright is just a phenomenal coach. He's got a phenomenal system. Um, you've got, you know, the, the, the players for Villanova, they change, but they look the same. they got five guys that can shoot it. They rebound. They play tough defense. They're awesome um, at the free throw line. Um, Duke, four and a half over Carolina. Both those teams playing outstanding, obviously. If you're in the final four, you are. Um, I noticed ESPN's been playing a lot of the, uh, the class that saved Duke or the, the class that saved Coach K. And then you know, they had I Hate Christian Leitner on last night. That guy was a cocky player. I'll tell you what. He's that guy. If he's on your team, you love him. But, boy, if he's on the other team, he is a major villain. And, you know, I remember a guy at Eastern Kentucky one year. His name was Eric Sinclair. He was a really good guard. And, and this is back... This was back. They uh, they let you talk a lot of smack. So he, you know, you go back to when Ty Bainham was playing. He was in somebody's ear. Whoever he was guarding, or whoever was guarding him, he was in their ear the whole game. Uh, they kind of cut all that out, but it used to be, I don't know, pretty well permissible, and uh, it was uh really quite hilarious uh, you don't do that now but uh, Leitner 
you know, he'd step on people, you know. They showed old high school film where they just had an out, outright brawl. Uh, he, he, he was a kneeler, an instigator. He got in your head. But certainly not, he wasn't your guy. <laughs> if you didn't like Duke, you couldn't stand him. But as I look back, the guy was a pretty phenomenal player. Again tonight, Lady Raiders looking for win 28 as they take on uh, Seton Hall. Seton Hall makes 22 and 12. Um, should be a good matchup. Hey, you get this far, you might as well win it. You know, this is the furthest middle has advanced uh, in the um, WNIT. They did get to the quarterfinals one year and uh, got knocked off by Temple. Uh, so, anyway, tickets tonight are general mission. They're all 20 bucks. So get out and support uh, the Lady Raiders. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. When severe weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already. In there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Heavy traffic 24 east coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Stop and go out here up and down 231, especially over the interstate, headed back out towards Shelbyville. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night. Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Did you know that you can plan your funeral in advance without actually paying for your funeral in advance? In other words, if it's not a convenient time to pay for your funeral, you can still choose your funeral items and we'll file them away for later. Let's consider that together. You make the decisions for yourself, and when that financial window opens up, it becomes an easier decision. Call me at 615-893-2422 and let's plan together. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call my team insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. 
Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It is going to be a party in Murphy Center tonight. The doors are already open for the WNIT semifinal matchup between Middle Tennessee and Seton Hall. Tip-off coming up at 6.30 tonight. Dick Palmer has the broadcast beginning at 6 o'clock right here on WGNS. Middle Tennessee, 27-7 and overall. They're in the WNIT semifinals for the first time in program history after winning at Toledo in overtime, 73-71. Now, the next task are the Pirates of Seton Hall, who are 23-12, and and have a 7-5 record on the road this year. Offensively, the Pirates rank in the top half of the nation when it comes to three-point shooting. As a team, they shoot at a 34.5% clip from deep, which ranks 41st in the nation. Lauren Park Lane leads the Pirates shooting at 41.7% from three with over 177 attempts this season. The big matchup to watch tonight will be whoever's matched up for the Lady Raiders on Park Lane. Lauren lacks... Uh, no energy uh, having the most minutes played in the nation this season. She averages 18.3 points per game and is fourth in the nation at seven assists per game. Seton Hall has two other players scoring double digits in Sydney Cooks and Andra Espinosa Hunter with 15.5 and 15.2 points per game respectively. On the defensive side for the Pirates, they have four players that average over a steal per game in Espinosa Hunter, Park Lane, and Maya Bembry, along with Maya Jackson. Seton Hall's scoring defense allows over just over 67 points per game on 42.7% from the field. The 6'4 center Cooks leads the team in blocks per game with one and a half and also in rebounds with 7.9 per game. And that should be a good matchup between her and Anastasia Baldreva. Again, coming up tonight, 6.30 tip. Tickets are $20. Uh, you would do yourself a favor if you went ahead and bought them online and not wait in line at the Murphy Center box office. Broadcast beginning with the countdown to tip-off coming up at 6 o'clock. Staying on the women's side, softball, the things looked dire early as the Blue Raiders softball team fell behind Mississippi State by seven runs after the top of the second inning, but the thing ended up a 19-14 Mississippi State win at the end of the slugfest. The 20 to 30 mile an hour wins ultimately helped give the Bulldogs an advantage as the balls kept flying out of uh, the Blue Raider softball field. Coming up next, uh, it will be a Friday night matchup with FAU, and uh, that is the conference season getting underway. All right, let's go to men's tennis for the second time this year. Senior Francisco Rocha tabbed the March 30th Conference USA Athlete of the Week after clinching a win over number 42 Texas Tech in front of a full crowd in the first outdoor home match of the season. With the announcement, number 23 Middle Tennessee has earned 8 out of 11 Conference USA Athlete of the Week awards. Also yesterday, the updated Blue Raider football schedule was released, and here it is very quickly. In September, uh, at James Madison on the 3rd, 
10th at Colorado State, 17th home against Tennessee State, and 24th at Miami. In October, the 1st, home against UTSA, the 8th on the road at UAB, the 15th home against Western Kentucky, and 29th at UTEP. In November, it will be at on the 5th at Louisiana Tech, the 12th home for Charlotte, the 19th home for FAU, and the 26th at FIU. You can find all of that info on GoBlueRaiders.com. All right, that's it. We'll see you at Murphy Center here shortly as uh, the Lady Raiders take on Seton Hall. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. We're now going to be joined by MTSU men's basketball coach Nick McDevitt. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. Happy to be doing it. Um, well, the dust has kind of settled now. Have you, you have you had a chance to? kind of look back and reflect on the year you guys had uh, a little bit you know obviously uh, you know we were we were really happy with uh the way the year went uh being able to win a early season tournament uh down in cancun regular season championship have a, a 26 win season uh, a lot of good things uh have to happen a lot of things have to go right and uh i think from just the, the the support around here at the at the university from the university level, but also the athletic department all the way uh, down to the the support staff, our, our managers and GAs. Everybody was on board, and um, you know, again, a lot of things have to go right to win that many games, and um, didn't end the way we hoped. Uh, you know, two close losses there in the semifinals versus UAB in triple overtime, and there in the finals, uh, the CBI in double overtime. But I thought our guys continued to battle all year long, uh, despite having injuries to to key players before the season even started. And Jalen Jordan and Jared Jones uh, to having our leading scorer get hurt uh, with just a couple weeks ago in the season. And Josh Jefferson, uh, our team just stuck together, played the right way, and uh, had success. And uh, you know that's that's really important. Their their effort never wavered. Their attitude never wavered. And, um, you know, they, they just uh, kept plugging along, and, and we had a good year. Yeah, I know, obviously, you're not making excuses or nothing, but, you know, when you lose your leading score for all of the postseason, you know, that's going to affect you. It's got to affect you somehow or another. <laughs> yeah, you know, anytime you, 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 um, 
are down a sixth-year senior like Josh, somebody a sixth-year college player, your leading scorer, an all-conference player, and now uh, you're throwing a true freshman, although a talented young man in Tiafiel Leonard. Now all of a sudden you go from starting a sixth-year senior to a true freshman. Just the experience factor is big. Uh, you got a guy that's played in a ton of games in Josh Jefferson and, and tournament games uh, to a young man who's playing in his first postseason ever at the collegiate level. And, uh, you know, again, when, when you think about the experience factor that is the, the guys that aren't out there, uh, Jalen Jordan, uh, this would have been his fifth year. Uh, Josh Jefferson, a sixth year. Jared Jones, a third-year college player. So a lot of talented guys, but also just experienced guys on your bench and some guys that are kind of uh, out there for the first time at this level, uh, Justin Buford, um, uh, Cam Weston, Taufiel Leonard, uh, that are experiencing uh, postseason play at the Division One level for the first time. Uh, that that's big, but the, I thought they they handled themselves well, played well, played together, uh, and we had a chance as everyone saw. And that that's what really excites us as we move forward. Is all these guys are back, you know, and uh, the 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 nucleus of our team uh, is back and. Uh, we're, we're excited about the additions that we've been able to, to bring on board uh, in the off season, or at least uh, you know back in the fall. And so the, the, our, our, the future of our team we're really excited about. You know, you, you go you, you get in those games like against the UAB, you mentioned the triple overtime and the you know the double against Wilmington. you know those are games you haven't you know, meaning, really meaningful games that some of these guys, they have been a part of those type games. A lot of your guys hadn't. And I guess it's a, a learning tool in itself that every possession is so magnified when you get into a ball game like that, isn't it? There's no doubt. You can feel it in the game. You know, when you're in the stands, you can feel a little bit. Uh, but also when you're out on that floor, you're on the sideline, it just – the, the tournament feels just a little bit different. You know, you're, you're warming up or stretching before uh, a, a game that's uh, you're sitting there watching the quarterfinal game or the other semifinal game. You're, you're watching a potential opponent or potential opponents uh, play each other. And so the, the juices get going a little bit different before the game. Your game's over, and here comes uh, more teams getting ready to play. So there's just the, that, that different feel even before and after the game. Uh, let alone during the game. And so those moments, that experience, I believe, really matters. And, uh, again, you think back to the two games we were able to play down in Cancun this year, uh, two games in the Conference USA tournament, four games in the, the CBI. We're in a uh, MTE uh, next year where we'll play three games early in the season. So you start combining all those games that by next year, uh, next postseason, even our younger players, our, our, our freshmen or uh, first-year guys at, at this level, will have played in about a dozen tournament-style atmosphere kind of games. And, and that's what you need, guys that have just been there. So not just being in the CBI, but being able to advance and continue to get uh, uh, experience. And, and as you just mentioned, tight game, you, you have to execute uh, on both ends of the floor, I told our guys, like, you can't play okay in late March and win. Uh, you can't really just play good 
in late March because the, the team you're playing is really good. So you've got to play really well uh, to, to win those games. And even, you know, at, at this level, you can play good. The other team played really well, and, and you get beat. And uh, th- those are the kinds of things that uh, we'll learn from in the off season and, and continue to push forward because, again, I think those, those uh, experiences really help the growth of your team because otherwise you just don't know what you don't know. And now you know. You know, we go – go back to right when conferences start you know you're, you're supposed to play the florida schools that gets canceled because uh, of covid and then you've got to go on the road a tough road trip to rice in north texas i don't think a lot of teams did very well on that road trip this year and, and are you thinking oh my gosh here we go again because you really were in both those games in texas we were. Uh, we. I, I thought. I told our team that too. You know, we we came out of a ten day shutdown due to COVID and played Rice off one day of practice and and had Cam Weston actually flew down the morning of the game. Uh, we were already down in Houston, ready to play Rice, and Cam wasn't even on the trip. And uh, you know, he caught a six a.m. flight out of Nashville, met up with us down there, and and played about twenty minutes uh, with with no prep. And uh, still came down to the wire. We were down one with about 30 seconds to go in the game. And a lot of our guys just winded and tired. And little Rusty was just being quarantined due to, to COVID within our program. And so to, to play them closely and then end up playing uh, North Texas uh, two days later, uh, again, on very little prep, I, I told our team I'm, I'm impressed why how well we hung in there and uh, played two teams on the road. Anybody's going to have a tough time coming down there and winning, much less with the adversity that we just faced. So uh, we, we kind of spun it to them, and it really wasn't just talk or spin. It was just, you know, you, you, you could have understood how if we'd gone down there and got our tails whooped, uh, why? Uh, but to be in both ball games against quality teams, uh, we felt good about where our team was headed based on our non-conference play and then the ability to do that to, to start off league play, we thought were awfully good signs for what might lie ahead. Was there a point in time in this season, I mean, where you, uh, I guess maybe in your conference season, you, you said, hey, the lights come on, we got a chance to really be a factor? Yeah, I think we, our guys began to believe it early. I think they saw it just like we did, that our group was different going all the way back to the summer and then uh, some of the early season success we had versus some teams. But I, I really think our our road trip to Marshall and Western Kentucky uh, kind of flipped a, a switch for our team. Being able to win both of those games, you know, that's a, that's a tough road trip to go to Marshall, to Western and get one, much less both. And we won those two games in very different fashions. Uh, we won at Marshall despite we, we were down 37 of the 40 minutes in the game. And then two days later, uh, we led for 37 of the 40 minutes against Western Kentucky. And to still get two road wins in two very different fashions uh, for, our, for our returning players, uh, we hadn't won there. And so to see we could win on the road – uh, against quality teams in two different ways. Uh, now we're off to a good start. At that point, you're looking at, man, our only losses are to the two games you just mentioned in league play. 
the at Rice at North Texas. And so at that point, I think our guys really believe that, you know, we, we've got a chance here because it's hard to win, much less hard to win on the road. And we won those two on the road and, and almost clipped the other two on no prep. I think our team really at that point began to believe if we keep holding serve at home, uh, we can win this thing. Joined today by Nick McDevitt, MTSU men's basketball coach. We'll take a quick break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Did you know I can make noise with my left eye? <laughs> I, 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 I was I trying did. to get it on the microphone. <laughs> oh, you did. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Heavy traffic 24 east coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Stop and go out here up and down 231, especially over the interstate, headed back out towards Shelbyville. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. MTSU men's basketball coach Nick McDevitt joining us today. Uh, coach, uh, you beat Western Kentucky twice, so that makes everybody happy. And But <laughs> I, I, I brought this up. Um, what a fun team it was for, for fans to watch because, uh, as I said, Blue Raider fans never left left angry. They were happy all year at home. Well, we, yeah, we, we were able to hold serve all year long. Uh, we go into yet another offseason with a, a home winning streak. And, uh, you know, our, our program uh, here at Middle, us and our, our uh, women's team are the, the only team that won all their home games this year. Uh, we were down to the wire. I believe the last couple were us, Gonzaga, and Arizona. Uh, their programs uh, suffered some home losses, so we're the only basketball teams in the country that haven't lost. Our, our women actually have a really big one here tonight uh, in the semifinals of the WNIT against Seton Hall. But uh, when you can so serve, uh, hold serve at home, it just gives you a chance to win your league. You know, you think about an 18-game schedule. If you win them all at home, uh, you're nine and zero. And then uh, if you can get about half of them on the road. Uh, you're either somewhere around 14 and four or 13 and five, and most years uh, that's going to put you, if not at the top, near the top. And so it's really important uh, to win your home games because now when you when you give those away or you, you uh, stub your toe at home, now you got to go find a way to get another one on the road. 
and uh, it's not just the the you know, unfamiliar environment; it's it's the travel that is involved, particularly in a league like this. Uh, travel's tough. You may not get a great night's sleep because the the air conditioner in the hotel rooms making too much noise, or the beds too soft, or the pillows are too hard. Uh, you know, some some unfamiliar food uh, upsets your stomach, and now you don't feel great. Uh, there's all kinds of variables that, that are at play, not just your opponent and shooting on a different rim uh, than what you're used to, but it's all that other stuff that goes into why it's hard to win on the road. And so when you get those road wins, uh, no matter who it's against, you feel like you're one up on the competition. And so uh, continue to win at home is important, and when you, you're still one on the road, uh, it makes those uh, bus rides and those plane rides awfully fun. Sure does. Um, in your last six games, you play an overtime, two overtime, a three overtime. Did you tell your guys, hey, there's no need in um, testing my heart like this? 40, yeah, <laughs> I like 40-minute games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you're, you're the one uh, making that shot at the end that, that sends it into overtime. Yeah, no. but, uh, to your point, you know, it's it's uh, being in those tight moments uh, is something obviously we've we've been in uh, all year, but particularly late. And uh, you know, although the, the the championship game and the semifinal game and the conference USA tournament those those didn't go in our favor, you you really learn from those in in big ways. Uh, it, it's hard to simulate that in practice. And uh, we, we played well in, in a lot of games this year to where, you know, down the stretch, it wasn't necessarily neck and neck. You know, we, we won several games, particularly here at home, uh, by double digits. And those are great. Those are great. Uh, but you're, you're typically not beating teams in the semifinals or the finals of any tournament going away. And so you, you really have to learn – uh, in those moments, what it takes and what it means to really execute on offense, to really execute your defensive assignments versus a really, really good team. You know, they're in the semifinals with you. The other team, they're in the finals with you. So they've, they've had a good year too. They know what they're doing as well. they got good players as well. And so uh, you, you really, at that point, it's a matter of uh, the kind of effort you're putting out and being able to execute on both ends. And when you are in those moments, uh, win or lose, there's so many things that you can take away from it and improve upon and get better at it. I'm going to ask you a weird question I never thought I would ask a coach. No, sure. And I'm sure you probably never thought you'd have to answer it. But it involves the transfer portal. Do you do you have to re-recruit your players and make sure they're still on board with you? I think, uh, you know, all the time, each year you're going to have postseason meetings with your players, you know, to talk about the, the year that you just had and what you foresee next year looking like for both your team and your players. And, and you're, you're, you know, sell, you're not selling. You're just letting them know, here's my vision for our team. Here's where I see you fitting in. And I think you should do that every year and, and talk to them about how their role needs to change. You know, you, you need to improve at these things. Uh, it, it, and it's, it's similar to, as you mentioned, recruiting a high school player, a junior college transfer, or 
uh, another four-year college player who's unhappy with the role that they had at their previous school. I, I just think it's, it's important, uh, no matter whether it's with a recruit or with your own players, to let them know what your vision is for them. Uh, first of all, what it is for your, your group, your team, but also what their role is with that team. And, and uh, I think that's, that's the, the, the biggest way I would answer your uh, question is making sure that we're on the same page uh, now because really our 22-23 season has begun. Now, we haven't started workouts. We, we just finished playing uh, just a, a week and a half ago. But our, the 22-23 season has begun for us, and so it's important that already guys are starting to uh, do the things that are required in order to fill those roles that, that we need them to to have another good year next year. Um, looking ahead, is Jalen going to be back next year from his injury? Yeah, he's, his recovery, is, his rehab has been uh, really good. He's, if, if uh, you know, just talking to the trainers, I'd say he's a little bit ahead of pace uh, to, to where he needed to be at this point, uh, uh, as many months removed from his surgery. So uh, by the time summer rolls around, uh, he'll be uh, cleared for uh, all of our stuff, contact workouts uh, and the like. So right now he's, he's back to – to jogging and running and dunking the ball, uh, just not completely uh, allowed to do full contact stuff uh, to where he might, you know, have a, a you know, a fall that where he's not braced uh, for the fall, um, you know, but he, his, uh, his recovery is, is going quite well. Now, does Dishman have another year? He does have another year. Uh, he does have another year of eligibility. He does already have his uh, undergraduate degree. Uh, he has had six years of college basketball, uh, but for uh, several of his years, uh, three of his years, three of those six, haven't counted against him. Uh, his transfer year didn't count against his eligibility. His medical sit-out year didn't count against it, and neither did our COVID year in which he actually played. And so although he's been in college for six years, only three of those six counted against his eligibility. So he could actually come back for a seventh year and use a fourth year of eligibility. And there was a young man actually this year at Western Kentucky, Cam Justice, uh, fell into that boat. This was his seventh year of college. And so uh, Dishman has the uh, opportunity to. Uh, he's still kind of weighing whether or not he will end up doing that. Uh, we have sat down and met, um, you know, a couple times since the season has been over and uh, just kind of, you know, see where he is with uh, getting advice from friends and, and family and advisors and mentors and folks back home as well as uh, the plan here and, and see what he wants to do. And, and uh, Dish is obviously he's older. He's 24, will be 25 uh, during the season next year. Uh, so the, Definitely a mature young man and, and got some things that he needs to weigh out on the pros and cons of uh, coming back for another year, but also uh, continuing his career uh, otherwise. So um, he's, he had a terrific year, and, uh, you know, he's, he's been a big part of our success this year. No doubt about it. All right, Coach, well, it's great to catch up with you. Congrats on a, a, a great turnaround season, uh, lots of Ws, and – that's, uh, like you said, 22-23 is already here, so go get them. 
<laughs> yes, sir. We'll do it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Coach. It's Nick McDevitt joining us today. That'll do it for today's show. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio, WGNS, has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.